Hey folks, this is artist writer Bill Sienkiewicz. You're listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Am I recording? I think so. It is recording. Marvelous. Can you hear me, dear? I can hear you, love. Can you hear me, dear? Marvellous. 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 Let me find my intro. Here it is. Hello, everybody. My name is Ian Taylor, and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors. Bugger it. Take two. Hello, everybody. My name is Ian Taylor, and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors podcast, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. I'm peaking early this episode, aren't I? You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. With me, as always, is my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards, the indisputable leader of the gang. He's the boss. He's a VIP. He's a champion chip. He's the most tip-top. Norin Rad. Wow. You were like on fire today. I went there. I love it. Can you name all of Top Cat's gang? Yeah, of course. Go on. <laughs> oh, wait, you want me to prove it to you? That seems a little, <laughs> yes, yes, a little forced. Yes, but yes. okay, sure, I guess I will. And without so there's Googling. Jerry from Tom and Jerry, you know, from when he went on to Cat's. <laughs> no, no. Um, Sylvester, Please don't say Elaine Page because that's a different topic. He had cat. gotten off Looney Tunes after the union dispute. Um, I'm sorry. As Choo Choo no Brain Spook, about. Fancy Fancy, Benny the Bull. How would I know cat. that? What is that shit? It's, it's Top Cat's Gang. That? It's, it's no, one of those. Not. You, you're saying it like it's a thing. It is no a thing. No one knows. No, it's not a thing. It is I a thing. Gar- if we took a poll, people would not know what the hell you're talking about. People who know, know. <laughs> People who know, know. That's what okay. I'm going to say. You just wish you were in the know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's loads of pop culture trivia stuff that I don't know that I wish I knew. But anyway. I'm not, I'm not good at that stuff at all. <laughs> I swear. One of my recurring nightmares is that I'm going to be in a pub or a bar and there's going to be a quiz night and someone's going to be like, oh, Fausto, we got this. Like, you should totally be on my team. And I was like, okay. And I would know none of the answers and be ridiculed for it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely part of part of my trauma. Or if you were in a game show, perhaps. I'd be great in a great game show. You'd I would be great do terribly, in a game show. But I would, I would I'd be a good host. Okay. You know what I mean? It's kind of like in Ghostbusters. Yeah. You know, Sigourney Reaver looks at Peter Venkman. It's like, you know, you know, I see you somewhat as a game show host, okay. not necessarily a Ghostbuster. Okay, cool. Let's find out. Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been dying to play this music for the longest no, time. I know. I we'll probably get soon. Most likely. We have to see whose address is on the like official forms. We will. We will definitely. I've got no idea how to control the ball. It's catchy though. It I is like good. It. It's not terrible. It is it's a 1980 Yeah. Sale of the century, apparently. Sale of the century. Exactly. And it will finish. And there it just go. did. It did. <laughs> so did I. Anyway, um, so we are. <laughs> 
<laughs> we all here. Wondering what you were doing with your face. I was like, easy. that's a weird expression to make. Easy, easy. Um, we are here this week uh, with high. <laughs> oh my goodness, with high hilarity on the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Find us on the interweb at the MCC Pod, wherever you find your stuff on the internet um and uh you will be able to hear the episode that i don't know i, sh- I really should have thought that promo through let's let's move i on. liked it it, it was fun. good it was good yeah. I went, uh, yeah, we don't we don't kind of pimp the instagram the facebook the twitter enough audio wise really we, we yes. do every few episodes but i've gotten out of the habit of doing it yeah i mean you know people know it's people point. know well people know at this point well that's the thing but if you're a new listener you might not know. And if you are a listener, whether you're new or old, it really helps us out if you go and give us a review or a like or a rating on one of those podcast feeds and or social networks. So um, true. please do that. Um, yes. the, reason, the reason we played the game show music is way back, <clears throat> time machine time. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, episode 42, we did um, a thing where we said, anyone got any questions? We'll just you know, Q&A kind of time. Um, and it went really well and we loved it and people enjoyed listening to it and it was a quite high rated episode. And the other day I was thinking, you know what, let's do it again because a lot's changed in a year. I mean, a lot. Like just like in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, yeah, my wife threw that reference at me the other day and I... Um, I'm warp. Yeah, and I'm I'm not as au fait with the Rocky Horror Picture Show as I... I mean, I can do the time warp dance... Of course. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. Right. You have to be like, like yeah. once you get into your twenties, if you don't know how to do that dance, you're just oh, embarrassing yourself. Uh, 16, 16. I learned on, on wow. a lot of, yeah. When I went away to college. Oh, gee. Yeah. No, Damn. I was, I was on uh, lots of booze at the time. So. I was a late bloomer. So yeah. Mm. Um, add, well, our law drinking age is lower over here um, as well. Oh, so you so. had to be more on top of it than I did. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's 18 and I was, I was getting away. I think, you know what? I, I managed to get served like hundreds of times between the ages of 16 and 18. And after Damn. my 18th birthday, I got asked for ID five times in a month. Whoa. Oh man. You know, it depressed me recently. They said that when they check people's IDs now, they just have to look at your ID. And if they don't see a 19, they don't check your, yeah, I know. Doesn't that hurt? Well, I mean, it hurt me really bad. Welcome to my world. Yeah. Um, But um, so we thought we'd do it again and we got some really, really good questions. So that's what we're going to do in this episode. Um, And um, I, which is why, because I know it's going to be some quality stuff coming up. um, We chose a quality introduction from Mr. Bill Sinkevich uh, for this episode. Um, So Bill, thank you um, uh, for doing those wonderful intros uh, for us. Um, I just thought, you know, a Bill Sinkevich intro is the mark of quality for any respectable podcast. Mm-hmm. or anything yeah like a garage or like a dentist offers are you, like trying you just to... walk in and you hear bill's voice you're like you know what this place is going to clean my teeth really really well oh, i just got an image of garage door <laughs> hi this is bill sinkevich <laughs> i'll just ride it. enjoy your tire rotation enjoy. yeah <laughs> park your car park uh, your car relax and enjoy some art yeah i can anyway. see it let's 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 go let's go to the phones let's go to the phones because someone did actually say in one of the comments thank you for opening up the phone lines so we're going to the phone let's go to the, that's the let's name of the, the episode phones. 
Right. So I posted it both on the podcast page. I say both. I'm about to list four things. Podcast page on MMC, on MCCW, and on our Instagram. I forgot to do Twitter. Um, but wow! Yeah, it's Holy shit, Ian! I know. Come on! I know. I'm I'm weak. Shall Hacky. I do? Shall I start with the single question we got on Instagram? Actually. Um, oh, for sure. I don't know Let's, if you would have seen. Small. Let's start small. with small that. Big. He says small. clumsily. But what are you? What are you? What are you talking about? I don't know. I just got off on a tangent. I'm okay. It's early for you, isn't it? I'll come back. Yeah. Okay. I'm practicing right. for when I'm older. I thought you. I thought you're practicing something. Um. Right. Where are we? Um. Uh, okay. One. I've done that way too often to be still practicing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. I. I was actually going Buddhism in my head. Like. Oh no, you really? weren't. You no, I second. genuinely were because I was looking up something on Instagram at the time. So my smut, my smut mode was was off. Um, I'm so right. You. <laughs> so on Instagram, um, drool art. Um, drew, uh, drew, so D R E W L underscore art, uh, which I think is Drew L. Um, he's a sketch card artist for Upper Deck Marvel. I don't, you know what? I'm following this guy and he's following me, but why haven't we got him as an intro on the show? Yeah. So, um, Drew, I imagine it's Drew and his surname begins with L because um, he's written it Drew with a capital L at the end. Um, I like his stuff, actually. You should you should pull it up. While I'm, I'm, you, while I'm doing it right now. Um, Drew but, L. Oh, I follow him. Yeah. It's oh, like the best friend me. you never knew you had. Oh man, that Jean Grey is dope. I know, I know. <laughs> That's what I mean. So he followed me, and I didn't even notice. I'm so sorry, Drew. Yeah. So Drew, thank you for the question. Um, the basics. Oh, this is, this is a big question. The basics of sketch cards: things you like or dislike. Wow. Okay, That's we have touched one. on this before, um, and I know. Yes. I, I think I think your kind of views on this are, are more defined than me um, in terms of sketch cards because you don't just stick to your character on sketch cards. So what's your take on that one? The basics of sketch cards, things you like or dislike? Okay, so for me, I... Okay, so there are some things that I'm like, a sketch card must have, and this again is my opinion, and some things where I'm like, this is what I like about sketch cards. You know what I mean? Like my personal view type of thing. Like for me, I prefer sketch cards that have a sketch aspect to them. Like I'm not a huge fan of fully painted pieces. I don't know. Like, it's not that I don't like them. It's just something that I never look for. I'm not like more excited about a finished painted piece than I am than a sketch. Most of the time I, I prefer to see the blue line. I prefer to see this, you know what I mean? I like, I like the thought process. Um, you know, that that's something I really, really enjoy. Um, the things that for me, a sketch card has to have, and this is being like pinky finger up and being a little bit of a like an elitist prick. I would say, <laughs> <laughs> you know, anatomy. I need the anatomy to be right. That bothers me a lot when I see things, you know, and I'm not talking about like different styles, like chibi and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like there's even a proper anatomy to chibi type of work. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not, I just mean like, you know, and there's mistakes. I mean, it's a sketch card. I know what you guys get paid. You know what I mean? So I'm not trying to put you at like, you have to do like this level work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I'm assuming the question is more like, you know, what do you bring in back into your collection? 
right? That's what I'm mm. assuming, mm. like your personal preference. Mm. So anatomy is a big one for me. And I don't, okay. So two things I don't like for real, for real. I don't like, um, I don't like seeing multiple. I don't, I think Ian might feel different about this, but I don't like seeing the same sketch multiple times. You know what I mean by that? Like sometimes yeah. people use the same pencils over and over again across different series probably nothing very recent, but some people have done that in the past. And sometimes it's cool. Cause you're like, well, man, I couldn't get it here, but in this new set, I can get it. You know what I mean? So it's like a trial by basic, you know, base thing by thing. But, um, that's a big one. I don't like usually because then it feels like, oh man, I have a sketch, which is a one of one and it's duplicated somewhere else. You know what I mean? So that, yeah. that kind of gets me a little bit. I think, I think that's, you know, I'm not trying to get too specific. No, that's cool. Hours. I mean, I don't so mind. Mine. I don't mind. Um, I like it when an artist might do something like that on on a single set. Um, so I'll give you an example. If you look at uh, Mark Texera, he did. Um, I think it was yes. for Women in Marvel or Dangerous Divas. He did um, uh, Black Cats um, is one aspect of them, but but his sketches he numbered them. Yes. Um, but yes. I've got three of the Black Cats, and they're all numbered in the and they're not consecutive as well, but you can see he did, he did like a three figure number of sketches and they're very similar in style. Cause he clearly did them with the same kind of media across that particular set. So if it's, if it's in a particular set, I, I don't have as much of an issue, but I know what you mean. If you, if, if I then saw um, like the same virtual identical sketch card from another set, maybe. That said, because I go for a specific character, there are some artists whose whose work is undeniably them because of the medium and the style that they have, but it might be on a different Rittenhouse stock, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, um, Stephen Miller's a prime example of that for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And um, um, obviously Tony... Uh, Perna is his ink lines are so tight, you know, it's un, unmistakably him. So, See, so I think there's yeah. a difference in, I think, I think, I think, I think that the difference there is that's the artist's style, not a complete reproduction of, you know, my point. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And that's that's the other thing I would say, man, style, right? Like, for real, like, I like, like, Dre just recently did like a small series of first appearances for MM20, yeah. where he put like a gold circle behind the character yeah, yeah, and then yeah. drew the character exactly yeah. in the same fashion when they first appeared in the comic book. Yeah, absolutely. I like it when artists do like different things for different sets. That I get really excited about that. They kind of do subsets within the set, if you like. Yes, that's like, it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, that is really cool. Um, I mean, I'm so focused on my character there's there's stuff that you know is it's difficult for me to be objective about generally what i like to see about sketches because it, it for me it all hinges on that character and mm. how i like that character to be i just um, put it together that's right you don't do other sketches at all no, do you? not I totally really forgot no. that. I partly because can... partly, partly because of budget and partly because well i mean you have a great i mean you have great taste though like in all seriousness mm. i've seen your black cat sketch card collection like it's it's killer you know what i mean it's killer. I just, I guess I never pieced it together because you have so many different artists in that collection. Yeah. yeah. I always feel like you've kind of like gone everywhere, but it's, you're right. It's just not, that's crazy. Yeah. I've tried to just go for different that. styles on it as well. So, no, yeah, um, you have them. It looks great. It looks great. So, so I think, I think drool, I think, uh, I think the, 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 the thing is with that is I think it's one of those things. There will always be an eye of the beholder 
side yeah. to it, which I know is a, so subjective, probably a bit man. of a we so tough. And I will say now, and you, you mentioned it just then, you prefaced um, your answer by saying it's just your opinion. All of the stuff on this episode, yeah, all, all these it. questions, all of it, all it's of just it. our opinion. Yeah, it's just our take on it. But, you know. Please, yeah. Don't take it Don't take it too seriously. Yeah. Honestly, you're, you know, I and not that I have advice for artists because I'm not an artist myself, on sketch cards at least. You know what I mean? I don't think that... There, you should not go into drawing sketch cards to try to please the collectors. You will find your audience by sticking to your style. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, look at Paul Hill, right? Be true Hill, to you. Right? Be Be true true to you. you. Hmm. Like we just spoke to Paul Hill, who had a very unique style outside of a lot of other people. Katie Cook has, a, has another style that's very yeah. outside of the standard mill. And he's found an audience. Cook found an audience. Like, you know, really all you need is one to two people who are in the hobby who are like, holy this is my jam. Mm. And you know, they hit you up, they buy your APs. Like mm. that's the way to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you find those either in the first year or the second or the third. Yeah. 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 You know, just, just have fun with it. You know what else you need? Love. Love. All you need, All you need love. is love. Love. <laughs> All um, you need is love. I'm not going to do these in order. Cause, cause I want to, I kind of oh, do want to flip around in terms of the, kind of things that we're talking about because the next if yeah. i was going to do it in order the next question is straight away about tickets uh about tickets what about um sketch cards uh, i see it <laughs> you see what i've done there yeah 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 um, so i i'm gonna go um this is a good one actually um justin treese i like hey, justin. justin he's very hey, nice justin he's a mr sinister collector i believe is that uh, the same guy yeah Fuck, i'm an idiot Okay. Yeah. I keep confusing it's people on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, he no, great collection. Crazy sweet good, collection. good stuff. Really good stuff. Um and so this is interesting coming from him. If your character went on the ban list permanently, what other character would you collect? And I I, I watched this and I thought, actually, you've kind of got experience. That's happened to me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm living proof of that of that question, which is just insane. Um poor I mean, I would argue that Ian Wish he had a little break time from Black <laughs> I Cat. Could use a break. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, I, funny, it, it's crazy because when I got in, like I was collecting since I was a kid, like I had all my surfers, like funny enough, when I was a kid, you know, I was very much a character collector um, because, you know, I had all the silver surfer cards and I wasn't interested mm-hmm. in making sets like my friends in the neighborhood. I was more like, oh man, I want that silver surfer. I want to get all the surfers. Like that was my first instinct. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the tradition I've upheld um, as an adult collecting, you know, at, at, an, at an adult level with, you know, you know, the ability to collect. Um, so yeah, um, for me, having my character on the ban list has been good and bad, but it's been mostly good only because I've been able to catch up. I cannot see myself doing like Ian and I talk a lot and Ian's always very much like, you know what? I don't need that card. I don't care. My collection doesn't have to have all of this. I'm happy with what I got. I'm moving on. And he's able to make those decisions, which I'm very much an admirer of (laughs) because I'm starting to get into that position in my collection where I'm having to like accept that I won't have certain things because I'm not willing to go to certain price points for cards. So I'm having to really, really sit down and be okay with that, which is really hard. Um, but, you know, having a character on the ban list is 
really nice and it's kind of free and it lets you catch up, lets you take a break financially. And like, not that you have to pay money to like collect, but you know, when this is like your only hobby, um, what other characters would I collect? I did that with spot. You know what I mean? I, I flirted with collecting a gambit from the X-Men multiple times. And, you know, I've had to have like a real talk with myself because the problem is that, you know, you're like, you're like, Oh, you know, Oh, you, but you know, you just can't do it. That's why I don't set collect. I can't afford to keep up with the surfer collection. If I did multiple types of collection, I sold comic books. I have a very small pop collection that I'm thinking about selling. Like I'm very much, I had to very much consolidate and focus. Otherwise, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't keep up because and the prices are getting even bigger now yeah. you know I mean? with everything happening. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What about you, Ian? What if Black Cat was off the market? Where would you dive to? You know what? I mean, I've been, I don't know if I'd ever do this, but my brain has toyed with the what if of if I actually just sold most of my sets and just went all in on Black Cat. Like properly. That's tough. Yeah. Um, th- that said, I've. You know, it's not like I haven't gone all in. You know, I've got mm-hmm. some pretty choice stuff, and you know, I'm very happy with oh, uh, you're, where I've I mean, you're a to. major set collector, though. You have like almost. Yeah. I can't think of many sets you don't have. Yeah, that's it's a thing. small I, list. I, yeah, well, I nibble. Uh, no, actually, there's a fair few that I, I don't yet have. I thing is, for me, I, I nibble away at, at so many at the same time. So there's very few mm. that I've actually finished. Um, but I think. Um, I, I do quite like the satisfaction of having finished uh, Masterpieces 2007, for example. Um, I think Great the only thing I really need from that, and this is me just being picky, is the oversized promo that Joe Jusco signed, an unsigned one of those would go nice. Oh, A blank sketch card, if I was going to be really properly picky, you know. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not I'm not massively upset if I, if I get neither of those in, in the binder for it. Uh, because I've got, you know, I've got, literally got everything else now. And and that's an enormous sense of satisfaction. Um, but yeah, but with the amount of, and this actually ties into another question. So we'll segue onto that in a moment. Um, but um, so I'll come back to, I'll put a pin in that thought of, of the number of sets that are out and, and, and being chased. Um, if I was going to go for another character, mm. well, I, I toyed a little bit with Spider-Gwen. Um but again, she's 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 a tough one. I think I would, I would probably go House of X, Powers of X, Professor X. Wow, that's crazy. And I've you know because I, I just love the visual style of that X helmet that he's that got. That helmet, yeah. That's um, and um, and it's pretty new. I mean, there's been a there's been a fair few sketch cards out now with him on you can master collection that real easy that's a good one yeah i think so um you know michael munchell did a brilliant sketch card as as we talked about i love that one that's the one i thought of yeah it's brilliant and that one kind of i remember seeing everything oh but again i can't you know i can't parallel uh, parallel park that's the wrong expression but i can't Uh, i can't i can't parallel collect why i'm selling the very small gwen pc that i had on epax because i just can't do both you know i can't keep up with with both both sides of it um so i think i'd go there and if it wasn't those two then my other one would be um it went in my head and it went out of my head just a red goblin 
Spider-Man. Um, wow, that's a good one. Uh, Dan Slott's last storyline, Red Goblin, because Red Goblin is you just have some crazy fun with the visuals and like character. It just looks it's a really great, cool looking you know? character. Um, yeah, it is a really cool looking character. So I, th- I think that's where I'd go. But I, you know, I I think I'd always stay close to uh, a female character. I think. Um, so yeah. I, maybe I wouldn't do the others, and of course that's that's popular. Um, but Tony Perner. Hello, Tony. Um, Tony. Is the market being flooded by too many Marvel sets? Um, mm, as one. someone who's trying to own most of them, I would say, yeah, it's pretty tough keeping up at the moment. Um, I That said, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the Marvel annual I'm enjoying. Um, I think, I think where, where I come to in that is that I'm now – with Marvel Ages, you heard me make some very clear decisions that I said, okay, I'm not going to collect that element of the set. I'm not going to collect right. that element of the set. And actually, what I've effectively done is I've halved the size of the set that I'm going for. And it's a big set anyway. Um, it's a huge set. So, so you know what? It's large. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and you know what? I'm happy with that. I'm absolutely happy with that. So, so yeah, there are a lot of sets. And I think, and I know that COVID has has fed into this and i know that distribution has fed into this but when a lot of sets land at a similar time that's quite tough on and there are a lot of collectors who who do go for multiple sets there are some that pick and choose like some that just wait for premiere there are some Mm -hmm. that just wait for masterpieces um but those of us who go for the um um, the kind of the, the lower tier, less premium sets, um, I guess, and like to do that set build. Yeah, it's, it is a lot. It is a lot. I can only imagine. I see you guys talking about it all the time. I mean, it's 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 a hefty, it's a hefty decision. But I do, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about this um, recently with like people getting cards graded and stuff. Not to deviate. I promise, I'm bringing it right back. No, no, no. But, this you know, this this ties into another question. So carry on. Perfect. Um, you know, I've been thinking about this with grading stuff and everything like that. And I recently got inspired by a collection. I saw a Wolverine collection. Oh, you which, posted that. Where was that? Where did you take that screenshot? From? I dude, that I have a, I have a link. I have a bookmarked because it's like a weird site where you can put like pictures together and make like a side slideshow thing. And oh, I haven't wow. spoken to the guy directly, but I spoke to his friend and the guy's more of like a quiet dude or whatever. I okay, think it's a guy. Fair enough. And, um, but yeah, so I saw this through some kind of post somewhere. I don't even remember now because I've been sitting on it. Um, not for any particular reason. I actually forgot. And then one day I was like, you know what? Why not? Um, I'll post this so everybody can see it. I feel bad putting his stuff out there, but I mean, he made it public. Anyway, that really inspired me to do things with my surfer collection because that's kind of, I've really fallen in love with the feel of a slabbed card. I didn't want yeah. to do this. I didn't expect it to happen, but, and it hasn't been the hype. I mean, Ian knows I bought, I got so stupid lucky buying all those silver surfers right yeah, before you the did boom. it at the right time. Stupid lucky. Mm-hmm. Like they just happened to come up on eBay and I was like, yeah, I'll throw a hundred bucks on 100 bucks here. And I was an Ian and a lot of people were like, man, that's, that's hefty for a car that you have that we can get for like two or three bucks. And I agreed at the time. <laughs> I, was just like, I was like, yeah, this is stupid. Um, you know what I mean? Cause I can just enjoy the car, not slabbed. Um, but you know, now, now I've definitely fallen in love with it and, and become kind of into it. But 
we are set collectors, like Marvel card collectors for the most part. If we had to do like a pie chart thing, which I think we should do for the group because I'd love to see the numbers. I think a lot of people are set collectors. And when you get into Marvel cards, you know what I mean? Like you go to TCG, you make a deck. You know what I mean? Or you, you know, you collect a set that you get into. But Marvel card collectors very much keep up with the sets and try to complete the sets and masters. Like that's where people go. Yeah, yeah, You know, so I see it as all the sets coming up quite as it is a lot. You know, I think it Mm -hmm. is hefty. Mm -hmm. I think I think it's I think it's rough. But again, collecting Marvel cards now is really it's really eventually just going to have to be for a lot of people choose your own adventure. And we've talked about this before. It's just, I don't see how you can do it any other way unless you're willing to drop like Mr. Fuxum, you know, (laughs) half a mil on a set. You know what I mean? And then that's the only set he collects. Yeah. There was um, someone posted in group actually, and I'm, I'm, I haven't commented on it, but um, I wouldn't be at all surprised if it was maybe him that did it. A comic cut, a dual comic yes. cut from Phil. So, so can you hear this, by the way? I've got, it's April here. It's hailing on the, on the skylight, literally above my head. It is absolutely freezing. The English weather is completely cock-a-hoop at the moment. I've got no <laughs> idea what's going on. Um, there you go, folks. The, you heard it here first. Cock-a-hoop. There we go. I managed to get that word into the podcast. I've achievement unlocked. Um, um, so, but, yeah, a cover, um, it, was, it, was a, it was of a cover, a New Mutants um, cover. Um, and it went on eBay. And I think it went for about $1,200, if I remember yep. correctly. Um, and that is the kind of money that Mr. Fuxon would drop on something that he really wanted. Having said that, I don't remember him going after comic cuts necessarily. Uh, I don't think that was his main thing. I think his main thing were the one of one. Um, so I did hear, and you know, we know who would know more of that, the honest truth of it, but I have had some friends sell him some comic cover arts, like coming uh, archive cuts. Oh, okay. And apparently he he has been buying them. So oh, okay. I don't know if that's him who's bidding, but Might be. yeah. Might be, but yeah, it's a tasty price. I mean, the, you know, the rest it's of them. It's a big price. It's a I mean, big I've, price. I've uh, yeah, and that for a comic cut, I, I think that is the exception rather than the rule. I, I don't think. No, that's not think, what they go yeah, for. I don't think we're saying here that there's about to be a, a, a bit of a run a on, on, on no. comic cuts, um, no, beautiful no, no, as they no. are. Um but, I always think they're undervalued, but yeah, that's yeah, not that's not standard price at all. No, no, not at all. Um, but this leads on. There's a couple of really good questions here that kind of feed into oh, each other. Awesome. Um, so, and this one I, I really really like. You know, there's two here I love. Okay, so Bobby, I think it's I think it's Gator. You pronounce it Gator. Oh, I know um, Bobby. Yeah, Bobby. Yeah, really lovely guy. Super what, nice. What changed your collecting objectives, if it changed at all? Example, started out as a completionist, now moved to investment. Or another example, started character collector and lent a flipper. Ooh, good, and I don't good, think good. We, I don't, we're not talking about flipper the dolphin here. Um, <laughs> flipper so, the dolphin. <laughs> so what changed your, collect- <laughs> your collecting objectives, if it changed at all? Um so you want to go first well yeah well what's got me thinking was of course of course you and you know your your slight shift onto the slapped cards before slapped cards became you know the like big right thing. on the cuff yeah, yeah exactly. right, right right before um, it happened what changed mine i tell you what changed mine and i was thinking about this earlier when we were talking about sketches and characters is um for me i've become although i do still go after black cat sketches they were mm-hmm. the focus of my black cat collection 
for the first really? easily five years of me collecting her, possibly longer. But because there's so many limited numbered parallels and chase and plates of her now, that that's flipped. And I tell you the set that flipped it, it was Marvel Vibranium. Um, wow. And possibly got- Marvel Gems as well. But both of them came out, yeah, it was Vibranium because Vibranium was 2015. Um, and on, that was one of the first sets that I became aware of different um, limited numbered versions of the same card. So I guess that was my first rainbow in that sense. Wow. Um, because Vibranium had, I think it was five, no, six different, I know it's six um, because it ties into um, the the tail end of it. So it had the base. Then it had, I think they were called malt, Molten because they're all different metal things. Then there was one called Raw. And I think the most, most expensive one was possibly called Bar. Anyway, which was of five. And I remember seeing them popping up, and I'm I'm going to do the case thing, but not not to to vex you, no, because no, no. it helps me to visually see. I love the case um, thing. I'm just to I, see. I joke. Um, um, let me just open the page, and I remember remember seeing them popping up, and I I just became inadvertently hooked on the on the kind of limited. Here we go. Yes. Yeah, so the so the base is just unnumbered. Then you've got another one that's unnumbered, but it's got a different background. It's got a kind of a speckle background. Hmm. And then you get into the numbering. So you've got the Molten, which is out of 299. And then you've got the Refined, which is out of 99. Then you've got Radiance, which is out of 50. Hmm. And then you've got Bar, which is out of 5. And I remember being on eBay constantly. And when that last one came up, that limited to five, I just pounced. But I also went for went for the plates. So the reason I knew it was six is because I got three of the plates. So it's a really nice, satisfying nine-card page, oh, um, wow. the six cards. So I've, I've got three of the four plates for that. Um, and I guess, so for me, that's kind of, that's kind of flipped things. Mm. Um, so my collection of black cats suddenly widened to be okay, there's the limited, you know, like PMGs is a good example, you know, the different numbered ones there. Obviously, Masterpieces 2016 introduced that kind of format for Masterpieces, and Black Cat was in that set. Um, yep. I, I missed out on Cat for that one completely. Um, I think I still need an orange Black Cat from that set. And as for all the Which limited... One? Orange, I think, from Masterpieces oh. 2016. Um, but, um, but, you know, in terms of because I'd just done the splurge on <laughs> on vibranium and then <clears throat> yeah uh, excuse me yeah. and then gems you know i i'd um i kind of uh, missed the boat but yeah i think that that's probably the biggest thing for me my collecting objectives changed because the nature of the product being put out kind of changed mm-hmm. you know upper deck yeah. seemed to have doubled down on that limited numbered parallel parallel you know uh, premier 2017 is a prime example because there was a black cat that went down to i think the black was of five luckily they didn't go for a one-on-one um Ugh, god but uh, but yeah so that you know and then i had that to chase and then obviously flew ultra spider-man has uh, only recently just kind of you know that was a prime probably best part of a two-year chase and actually there's still two that's cards i still chase. need to get um so yeah so uh, so probably that um i'm still a completionist i've never been someone who buys for investment um and i've never been someone who 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 bought to to flip just because personally it's not not something i no, I'm, i don't i don't i don't flip i tend to what i do do though is that if i do see something 
that I know is like really nice. You know what I mean? Like a one of one or a printing plate, something that's really nice. And it's going for like, someone put it up on a buy it now on eBay for like 50 bucks, stupid money. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to buy that. You know what I mean? Cause like, yeah. if I can use that for a trade or yeah. to like fund the hobby, I will, but that rarely ever comes up. You know what I mean? I think, you know, a lot of people use the word flipping because, and I've had to recently research this cause I had no idea what was happening in the sports card world, but you know, there's a whole stock market thing that's happened oh, yeah. in the sports card world now where people are, you know, betting on certain players, selling when it's re- mm. before the drop, yeah. buying at the drop. And you yeah. know, that's very much strategy collecting. And I don't think anything's wrong with it. I think it's really cool. And I think it keeps a lot of things moving mm. in terms of cards. You know what I mean? Um, but you know, I, for me, what changed when I first got into it heavy, when I started like really doing this, I was doing APs and then I was like, because you couldn't find surfer sketches anywhere. You yeah. still can't. And I was like, you know, the AP process makes me so anxious. This is not as fun as I hoped, but I was, you know, pumping artists and showing people stuff and trying to do the right thing. You were thing. doing what to the artists? <laughs> you know, you know what I was doing. I'm all service. That AP That's somehow. what I am. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got to make that money. I bring my own knee pads to the party. But yeah, so I... Oh, you went there. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, no. Keep no, going no. there. No. Keep going there. No, but um, so I was doing that and then I stopped. And then funny enough, I remember the moment I met a collector, a good friend of ours, Jordan Uribo. Oh, yes. Who is a, a master silver surfer collector. Mm-hmm. probably a, more of a beast than I am in, in certain regards, I would say. Wow. And he has over five, 600 silver surfer sketches. Mm-hmm. And I think when I heard that number, I very quickly realized I was like, you know what? That's not where I want to be. Not that I'm not extremely jealous of his collection, but I was like, that's not where I want to be as a collector. You know, I want to be very picky. I want to get what I like. And sketches are a really cool way to do that because they're not necessarily necessary for a master character collection, in my opinion, in my opinion. You know, I think they're the bonus, like printing plates. Yeah, yeah. They're a bonus. And that's just how I collect, you know? And I think, you know, when it comes to, you know, making decisions, you figure out what makes you happy and what you kind of enjoy. You know what I mean? I never, yeah. I didn't start off as a completionist. I, you know, I guess completionist in the sense of like collecting a silver surfer master character collection, you know, thing, I guess, I guess that's a completionist in a sense, but you know, I, I do that for fun. I do that for PC and I know I'm never going to make money selling my silver surfer stuff yeah like no one's gonna buy that like i know silver surfer collectors who were selling their collection and they didn't you know what i mean because they couldn't find a buyer and i was gifted some you know what i mean we have a friend in australia who did that with me who was super kind and mm-hmm. gifted me his you know his collection some of it yeah. um you know who was very kind to do that but so i know i'm never going to sell it but I will say this about the whole investment side, and then I'll, and then I'll drop the the answer to my, to this question. I do not spend big dollar amounts on a card unless I know that card, and this is Surfer I'm talking about. Yep. 
if that card will increase in value. And that's not because I'll make my money back. That's more of a way of being okay that I'm dropping this X amount of dollars on yeah. something. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's my head though. And that's how yeah. I feel about it. And that's only because of my relationship with money and my finances. Like I just don't have it to play yeah. the big, the big game with the big boys yeah, yeah, yeah. and girls, uh, women. So, you know what I mean? So like, I don't know. I, 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 I look at it at that angle in terms of investment. You know, I look at it like I can't reasonably spend tons of money on something that's going to drop in price in a year. I just can't, even if I love it, even if I effing adore it. And there's been tons of cards out there where I was like, oh my God, I love this card. But I just, I knew it was not going to hold that price. So I didn't go there, you know, and I missed it, missed the boat or whatever, but I'm okay with that. Good. Well, that's a good way to be, you know, yeah. you've got to be able to sleep I, for at me. Night. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how I yeah. deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to be able to sleep at night. I am. Um, there was something I was going to say when you were talking, but it's gone. It's gone from my memory. So it will come I went back. Too far. So no, no, was, you didn't go too far yeah. at all. Um, okay. um, um, yes, that's what I was going to say. So back onto the uh, sports card bit, it was that that is a very unique thing to just the, you know, it's like horse racing, betting on horses. You know, it's that. Yes. You, know, you you speculate on the performance of a player, which is why literally overnight, a player's cards can become worth loads when they were worth nothing the day before, and vice versa. You don't have that outside context market force on Marvel cards. You you just don't have it. A little bit, maybe, with the MCU kind of stuff now driving. That's the things. only so, way I see it. You know, I yeah. think. I think a lot of sports cards collectors started getting into Pokemon when they realized that Pokemon wasn't going anywhere, which I think is smart, preferably, mm-hmm. right? Because, like, you can have a player, like, you know, I don't want to mention any names because I know there's fans of players out there, but, you know, there are basketball players who have, like, you know, had run ins with little girls who went to and they went to court and all this kind of stuff, or players who've done really nasty things, drug yeah, yeah, abuse, yeah. and all this other stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And those players, in you know, this oh, this happened in Star Wars, right? Uh, the Gina, uh, I forget her last name, right? Oh, um, Carl, yeah, Cara Dune. Yeah, yeah. Gina, yeah, Gina something. I forget her last yeah. name. Uh, but, you know, she was fabulous in the movies and in the yeah. show and stuff like that. But you know what I mean? Her like personal pages and all this other stuff were filled with a lot of stuff that people didn't like. Yeah. And you know, not passing judgment. I'm just saying that she fell out of favor. You know what I mean? And it moved her prices so cards a bit. Yeah. And I think that's the issue you run into when you collect mm. someone who's alive. Yes. who's a person and who's fault of um what's the word uh fallible. In, fallible thank you yeah you know like when you have some like charizard or pikachu you know what i mean those characters are very managed by big companies and they protect their you know the use of those characters yeah. and everything like that yeah. yeah and i think once sports people were like oh man i don't have to worry about this ever falling out i can just invest in this character and i know it will build as long as this is a popular franchise. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, I, and I think people are seeing that with Marvel, which is what I like about Marvel. You know what <laughs> I mean? I, I enjoy that aspect of not having to, <laughs> you know what I mean, be worried. 
Well, it's it's interesting you mentioned um um because we talked before about how um yeah you're you're getting into the Mandalorian cards, um one specific card and you've rainbowed that. Um, yeah, and I, I you know I mentioned that I was going after the um uh, some of the figures you know the vintage collection uh, figures, and interestingly one of the one of the first Mandalorian figures that came out in that vintage original style uh, was uh, they released. I believe one of them was of Cara Dune um, and that plus the reissue which was kind of a carbonised one um, when mm. she got fired off the show of course the prices went absolutely bonkers they have now calmed down massively so mm. I'm probably about to pounce and snap one up um, uh, but, they look but, yeah. so good man I they, they so do much. yeah they look really good I mean I'm just trying to find and the carbonised one there's loads of those um, but um, I like them they're cool uh, looking man yeah, they are. They're, well, the carbonized ones, they've, they've kind of got a shine on them. It's not actually yeah, that one. I want. It's like a foil it's, on the Yeah, but it's the, ori- it's the original one I want. Um, uh, this one here, which I've got on the screen now. Uh-huh. That's beautiful. And that one comes in a nice case. That looks case. so cool. Yeah, I might go for that. That's a nice one. It is a nice one. They're just good figures. Just, Kenner, yeah. Kenner Hasbro. I love it. Kenner Hasbro. Yeah, that's the thing. And it's just the fact that, you know, whoever's doing them now has got the got the rights to the old thing, name yeah. in the same well, way that yeah, upper deck had the rights to the skybox yeah. name and the yeah, 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 yeah. they own skybox those ips name. um anyway um Love hopefully it. bobby that um answers that one um, great question thank you Bobby. we have yeah and and you know what this might even be a, we might even do another one of these with some of these questions because there's, there's a lot here i'm going to feed straight into this next one when do you st- so alistair wilson um al al um oh. he's from uh scotland 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 al you're scottish <laughs> anyway um sorry um al. and that's when he stopped listening and that's when he stopped listening, yes. um, he's a big thor collector oh that's the guy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I love EPAC. what he's doing. That's yeah, yeah. so cool. Yeah, so he's, uh, yeah, I've, he can have been around on APAC for as long as I can remember, but he joined the group wow. about six months ago, and I think he's kind of um, opened his eyes, hopefully. Um, anyway, I love um, it. Uh, 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 question, when do you stop collecting? And follow-up is what do you plan to do when you stop? Leave it for spouse to sell on when you die, pass to friends or children, or start <laughs> selling now to make it easier for them? Um, deep thoughts, deep man. Thoughts, man. Yeah, deep thoughts, man. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Um, when do you stop collecting? <laughs> I, 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 good grief. And this, this ties back to the, um, you know, are there too many sets? And, you know, so for me, mm-hmm. if I don't, if, if I carry on collecting the way I am now and I'm 47, then I'll always be chasing more than I'll ever own. So, you know, it'll just, it, you know, that wow. collection won't, won't, you know, it won't, it won't trim down. Do you see what I mean? I never thought about it like that. That's so, yeah, and that's, that's the thing, which is why I'm kind of, you know, at some point, and it might happen. I mean, obviously I'm in the UK. So, you know, shipping a collection of my stature somewhere else in the world would be a considerable logistical job that, that, yeah. I, I, so, yeah, that, that gives me pause. Um, so if I was going to retain anything um, to pass along, I'd probably, I seriously, and I, I don't know what it'll be like in first, you know, let's just say, let's just say 30 years time. I'm, I'm like, right, I'm done. I'm out. You know, my daughter at that point will be a grown up. Um, she might be okay. into this stuff. She might not be into this stuff. She might be a vet. For all I know, she might not have any interest in pop culture whatsoever. Um, my wife certainly won't have any interest in it. Um, so, do I leave it to you, for example? 
you know, those yeah, are the I'm questions. Say no. but, no, that, but that's the thing, you know, I've, you know, I've often, you know, as a good friend of mine, Nick, you know, often joked that I would probably leave my comic collection to him because no one else really know what to do with it. Yeah. You know, do you see what I mean? I'd, yeah, I'd rather think, go to someone think, who's appreciating it. Um, I think that's a really good point Ian brings up though. You know what I mean? Like we had a collector friend. We didn't know him. Um, the blog collector. Oh, Rodney. Um, Rodney. And, you know, love Rodney. You know, super, super bright, bright collector in the hobby. Who Just come a little bit blog. closer to your mic. A little bit closer to your oh, mic. Sorry, yeah. love. There yeah. We go. So, you know, Rodney, who was <laughs> a very bright star in our community, who yeah. collected blobs, sketch Lovely cards, and was always really nice and mm. super fun. And it's really cool when you see someone who's collecting something that's not like yeah. everyone's not competing over because then everybody oh, yes. wants to like add to it. Mm. You know what I mean? I feel like that was always really pleasant thing to mm. see there. Mm. Um, you know, after he passed away and then, you know, Blues 501, which was on. Um, oh, Curtis. Curtis mm. and Matt Fuller is the one who we just interviewed, who yeah. very kindly took on that collection and sold it and made money for yeah, on behalf um, of his Curtis's family, family mm. um, and did a really kind thing there in terms of help selling off his collection. I think that's something to think about with the group, right? I think yeah. we do get close to each other. And, you know, I know I can trust everybody in my message feed that my wife knows, you know, to sell off my yeah. stuff and yeah. have her have money. Um, but, you know, I mean, I don't have to worry about that because it's definitely going to be like a Viking's death for me where you're going to put my cards on a ship with me. You're going to send me into a lake or an ocean. I don't care. And just light it on fire because I'm going to be very honest with you. No one's touching my shit. I'm just saying that is something I just would like to put out there. You know what I mean? I, I'll definitely light it and put this, like a goodbye video. This is how I'm <laughs> mentally visualizing that happening. Oh no, it's an advert. Control the no! It's an advert. No. <laughs> it's an advert. How do I get rid of the advert? There we go. Right. There you go. This is <laughs> your Viking Okay, needs to be a little bit more dramatic, a little bit more quickly to work for this kind of oh audio gosh. gag. Yeah, I mean, it needs to be like, da, 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 da. I have a feeling it'll get there. It's probably going to get there. It's in one hour dark Viking mix. Ooh. One hour dark Viking mix. Should we fast forward and see if it gets better? Yeah, I mean, just a little bit. <laughs> this is more like it. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. This is your, Everyone this is your collection with you. Standing on the shore. Yeah. As I'm drifting out into the water. Yeah. Dead and gone with my yeah. collection. My Pelican case open. And then Flipper comes and knocks it in the water and the flames go out. Fucking Dick Flipper. <sighs> dick Flipper. <laughs> I always had. <laughs> Next question. Um, so uh, thank you out. No, I, I, yeah, seriously. That's actually, I mean, when do you stop? Uh, it's a great question is is actually uh, we yeah you know, we took we, and, and and it has actually been touched on in the group some people have, have posted yeah. about insurance and about you know valuing stuff so that you know yeah rental insurance how to get like a, a quote on your stuff like yeah always take pictures of everything you went on ebay yeah always take pictures of your deals have a separate folder so people know what you paid for shit yeah um, i think that's super important in terms of when do you stop collecting um when you want briefly to. Yeah, you know, I mean, it kind of comes down to that. 
Yeah. When, yeah. You should never be collecting if you can't afford it. You know what yeah. I mean? If you can help it, you know, you, people Sorry. get caught up. I think there is a lot of like, you know, and Ian and I have both been, you know, part of this. Um, and we always try on the show to tell people, you know, s- there is a foot in the card hobby. That's also in the gambling thing with pack buying packs and guessing and the thrill, the pool and all that kind of crazy shit. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully in the group with trading and everything, it's kind of softened that for a lot of people to not feel the need to have to like bank on the chance of it. They can, you know, we can buy packs and have fun together, but if you're searching for something very specific, you know, hopefully, you know, the group can help you without you having to buy in. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's there's no reason to do that. And that's kind of what the group is really nicely kind of become about a little bit, Mm -hmm. which I'm very happy to be part of. Good. Good. Well, when do you stop collecting? I guess when, you know, when the flame goes out, you know, yeah, when, when it's done, passion, when you're over it, you know, yeah. if, if it's like, it's like me with my retro video games, you know, there's some retro video games that I love and I will keep the majority of the collection is going. Cause I just, I just don't feel it anymore. You know? Um, yeah. Um, yeah. If I and, become overwhelmed and I don't want to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think being overwhelmed is another thing. Like if you feel like, I'm never going to get to where I want to get to, or like mm. you, know, you change your, your goals. I think there's, yeah. I don't think you have to stop collecting. I think you sometimes before you stop, I think you can decide, Hey, I want to focus in, you know what I mean? And we've all done that. Ian and yeah. I, everyone that we know, everyone's had to at that moment be like, okay, I can't do this part of the hobby anymore. Yeah. Let me focus in on the thing that I still find enjoyable. Yeah. The way I mentally think about it is if, you know, when rockets lift off into space and they jettison the bits that they don't need anymore. So it's kind of like, it's like with me bailing on the Spider-Gwen chase. It's just like, okay, I'll just jettison it and I'll keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. you know and, and that's what happened with the calypso thing yeah i got a huge blast chasing it and then i was looking at my stuff and i was like oh man i can't do this i can't do two people like this now yeah well and, you were you know, free at that point weren't you because you'd done spot spot calypso and so i was just madly yeah. in love with flare ultra spider-man that was yeah, that was yeah. so much fun that was just such a fun set yeah but it was the fun of the chase it was the experience of chasing it yeah yeah you did that and it was kind of you know and i did that and it was almost irrelevant who the character was i mean i did it with um, ezekiel sims and uh, because i happened to get a plate so i rainbowed around that and i did it with the mary jane card because i love the base art and you know what once i've done it i was like you know what i've done it right fine see ya yeah exactly um so uh let's you know what let's just to change the flavor we'll go back to the typed questions someone said it's an audio question oh an audio question yeah you 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 don't know this one so i don't know this one so you but you will know who it is so let's go (laughs) let's go baby hey everybody this is chris mixer on twitter at sketch cards hope you're doing well I have two questions for you. The first is, if someone wanted to scan and share a very large collection, what do you think is the best platform for them to do that? Should they build their own unique website or use some kind of photo sharing platform like PhotoBucket used to be? I'm going to pause there because the second question is 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 good, but I want to. I don't want us to. Lose I love the his first voice. One. Chris is the best man. <laughs> He's such an intelligent guy. If you guys don't know him, he runs a really cool blog, um, and he writes for Nonsport Update as well. And he writes for Nonsport. I mean, this guy is like legit. 
like a librarian archivist Marvel card collector. Like this guy knows knows everything. Super and across sketch cards. No, different, different. Oh, you know, the guys like genres, way yeah. above Marvel. Like he can, yeah. He has, he has, uh, what is it? He has, he has, you know, his feelers out on everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, a place to kind of online house, I guess, your collection for showing it mm-hmm. off. Um, yeah. Well, I guess you've kind of done, you kind of did that on Instagram. I did. I did. Yeah. So when I was looking into it myself, um, because a lot of the old school collectors um, who kind of hide, not hide their collections, some of them do, and some of them want to be reclusive a little bit, but some some people, you know, made personal websites back in the day, like late 90s, early 2000s, hmm. and started making websites to house these massive sketch card collections. And then you also have sketchcollectors.com, which is a lovely, yes. amazing resource for the hobby. Um, and people were creating websites. And I think websites are a great option. I think they're wonderful. The problem with websites is that it's very hard for them to be found. You know what I mean? And there's not a lot of social aspect. It's kind of like owning a card store. You know what I mean? People come to you type of thing. Um, So I looked into it. I was like, "Ah, I don't really want to pay for a domain. I don't want to put the extra money into it because, you know, it is maintenance. It is something you have to keep up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I come from, you know, a small graphic design, website designer, background, small, 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 nothing serious. But, you know, I remember one of the main things they said is that, you know, if you don't have the site living, you know what I mean? It can become like a dead site. It's just like an open coffin. You know what I mean? There's nothing happening there. You just go, you see, and then you're done. There's no reason for people to revisit. So I didn't do it. But then I found um, Instagram and Instagram. I liked a lot because for me, people can ask questions under the picture, right? People can like it. People can reach out if they want to. And that was really pleasant. Um, And I've been, I've kept it going a sketch card hive. And I've, and I've, I really enjoy showing my collection and showing pieces. I acquisition. And um, luckily, you know, a lot of people who were there and came after me have kind of populated a bit. And it's, it's become pretty, I think it's pretty solid for card viewing. You know what I mean? It's hard to search for things. Like you have to be in the right friend circle, which is the thing I would say is a little bit of a con, you know, it's not the best of the, uh, it's not the best feature, you know, like you can't go and like search for something and find cards on like Spider-Man, you know what I mean? Like you you can, you can do the hashtag thing, but so many other posts come up. And there's not a uniform hashtag system between us collectors right now. Like it's just not there yet. Like some people get into it and have, you know, pretty standard hashtags, but yeah, it makes it a little difficult. I think it's when you find an account though, when you find an account, it's always worth um, uh, a follow because, you know, some people, yeah, go through and actively take really nice pictures of the old '90s cards and gradually work through and just just show them off and just show their collection. You know, it's kind of similar. I mean, to you've been doing it for, a, and it's beautiful. Your page yeah. is awesome. Yeah, and that's yeah, that was kind of just an extension of something that we did uh, that I started doing in in Marvel Masterpieces Collectors, just to you know kind of drive a bit of traffic towards that. But it became it's kind of become its own thing on Instagram as well now. But um, one of the other cool things um that i do like about instagram so i think we're both kind of saying instagram is is the way to go one thing i will say is if you're going to use instagram be very very careful with the uh, ratio um and the perspective of it because while some photos will 
it will accept them. The app, generally speaking, works best in in one by one, which is basically square format, um, which can be difficult because cards are obviously portrait or you know landscape. Obviously, if you yes, yes, card, yes. the majority of them are portrait and two and a half by three and a half. So what I use, there's an app. It's really mm. good, and 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 this one specifically for this, it's called Square Ready, and it's it's kind of all one word, so it's the word square with a d y on the end. Do you see what I mean? Because the the letters. Yeah, I love it. And I've actually paid for the pro version now because it's so good, um, and I can um, I can take a, a, a photo that's in portrait, and it will it will put it in a square thing and you can save it as a high quality image to then use on Instagram and it'll save it to your photo roll. And it's just a really, really good quick thing to do because I see so many people sharing cards on Instagram who, who cut off the top or the bottom of the card and it kills it for me. It, it really That's kills it. For me. it. Um, That's killing. And it just, yeah. looks gar- you know, I've muted people before cause I'm just like, I don't want to see, you know, you're showing off some really good cards, especially sketch cards. And yet you're not showing the whole card. Um, so, you know, you don't have to be a, a photographic expert on this. You don't have to you know, have the lighting just right. You know, I mean, obviously it helps if you've got some mad skills, but most smartphones will do that these days, you know, um, without without too much hassle. hundred um, percent. Well, and, what yeah. I do too, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that's a great app. I think that's the way to do it. You know what I mean? If you're going to get into it, those there's a layout app as well. So you yes. can lay out like multiple. That's a really good yeah. one. I think yeah. that's free. I've I got that. Yeah. Free. I think that's an Instagram own one, actually. Isn't that right? Yeah. It must be. Layout. I think you're yeah. Right. yeah. Um, and I'll tell you another one that's really good. And we do, um, I do all the podcast graphics in this. It's called Over. Um, and it's brilliant. Um, you can um, make images. You can overlay images, underlay images. I mean, there's a pro version where you get more stuff, but the basic version, uh, Greg uses it as well, Rebel Base Card. Um, he's the one that yes. it. Great. And it's it's brilliant. It's so versatile. It's like having a I guess it it offers you a lot of the functionality that you maybe get in something like Photoshop. But on an iPhone. And you know, it's it's just brilliant. Um so yeah. So easy, yeah, so, 100%. So, so I think we're both saying here uh, the we're both voting here um for Instagram. Um you, you can do a Tumblr. I, I'm Tumblr I think is possibly kind of had its day i have to say i think instagram's kind of taking now deviant art tumblr i think some of those sites you know and there's other pic sharing sites as well and they look good like the interfaces look awesome and everything but i really do like the social aspect that instagram is carrying i do it's a a a social network that's the thing but it's focused on the visual and i guess tumblr was trying to be that as well um and it still kind of does that. Um, Deviant just has shocking um, user interface. It's just really clunky and doesn't. Yeah, that one just never. And there's so yeah. many ads to it now. So, um, so yeah. yeah. So I think I think we're both saying here is is, is it, you know if you want to put you know some people a website is the right choice for them like uh, Donald Comstock Doctor Strange Archive. That's you know, a that, totally that is, different. Yeah, but that's, that's like a, large collection. Yeah, but yeah. If you're and that's talking archival like, and you know, yeah, like if you have like that kind of collection, it makes sense to have a website because you're basically hoping that people will see it, have something, or you know, have questions, mm-hmm. right? And they can contact you directly. Yeah. Um, but I do think that you know Donald probably would say this too, you know that Instagram that he has that directly links to the website helps build that website. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think there's a partnership there. Yeah. And it goes back to it goes back to web marketing 101. If you, if your site isn't promoted, it doesn't have traffic going to it, it doesn't have a link going to it, then it'll die on the search engines. No one will look for it because yeah. no one will be knowing to look for it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, unless you put it out there, no one will go yeah. to it. doesn't have any traffic. The search engine won't rank it. It doesn't, you know, Google score things these days by relevancy. How relevant is it to, to what someone's looking for? And if it's not relevant, then Google won't show it to people. So, yeah, it becomes a dead, dead site. No one goes there. Um, Shall we play the other half of Chris's question? Hell yeah. I can't remember what it was now. So that's, it's question two from Chris Mixer. Question two. My second question is if you could pull any sketch card artist out of retirement to draw new sketch cards for a new set, who would you love to see come back to drawing sketch cards? All right. Thanks very much and have a great day. Okay. So out of requirement, requirement, out of retirement, sorry, but not out of the grave. So we'll say that first because that becomes fantasy fantasy football then otherwise. I love that Um, so much. Out of retirement. Just not out of the grave. Right, I'm going to go there. Charles Hall. Charles Hall. Did he retire? Well, he doesn't do sketch cards anymore. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Charles Hall is a good pick, actually. He's still an artist. Um, but, He's but a rock he, does, star, yeah. he doesn't do um, Marvel sketch cards. I, well, he he Pony, may, do, may do sketch yeah. cards in other medium, but I don't yeah. think he does. I don't know either. I don't know if he's doing them for Perna. Perna is someone who came back. That's a crazy one. Um, yeah. Who I definitely wanted back. He stopped for a little while for, for, for a bit on Marvel cards and came back. I'm trying to think who was big, like 10 years. Who were the rock stars 10 years ago on Scoundrel? Um, Joe Picar. I like Picar a lot. I've always Joe Picar. I've, I think, mean, you know, flawless. And, you know, and there were some of those big Marvel artists who came back and did Masterpieces 07. Uh, um, what's his name? Felipe. Uh, oh, Massafera. Massafera. Yeah. I like Massafera a lot. Um, yeah so for me Charles Hall Joe Picar spring to mind um, who are still very active just not so much in in the card medium um, Ray Dillian that was good Neff Neff is another one maybe not Ray okay. I don't remember mm, Neff no. is who I'm thinking of yeah Neff no. Uh, um, no no I don't know oh. There's a, there's a whole thing with um, uh, the first artist you mentioned with non-provision of work, and it's a big, it was a big Ugh, scandal. Gross. So, no, um, no, no. so we won't, we won't give any more oxygen. Who else there. is it? Yeah, I mean Sarah Richardson. I love Sarah. I yes, she's yes, she's a god. There's so many. Um, I like yeah. to see her. There were some cracking artists. I mean, if I was for my character specifically, there's one artist who. Um, who has actually passed away. Um, but he worked on women of Marvel, the first set and he passed away not long afterwards, but he was a Marvel artist uh, called Dave Simons and his black cat was just oh, like exquisite, exquisite. Um, but that yeah. goes into the realm of, of cracking open the casket and forcing a pencil I, into their hands. I wish we would see more comic book artists back on sketch cards, mm. similar to like silver age, similar to like a uh, collector's collection. Yeah. Um, I do miss that. I miss that a lot. And I think 
those are people I would like to see come back to it. Not that they were, weren't there, but you know what I mean? Like they're, you, yeah. you know, I think that'd be kind of cool Yeah, to see I a do. few here and there from that. I do. Um, and, you know, I've got to put a shout out and I know why he doesn't do it anymore. Cause you know, for a reason, a lot of artists don't do it anymore. You know, the pay is not there, the work, you know, and there's no guarantee you get paid for the cards that you actually do. True. Um, but there are some artists who, who bailed for those reasons. Um, Scott Barnett, my friend, Scott Barnett, who was, mm, who mm, just, his work one. is astonishingly good. Um, and Stephen Miller as well. Um, Stephen Miller. I, you know, Stephen Miller. I, I mean, these are just people that I, Vince my mind Sun, goes to. Sunnyco. Yes. Vince. Yes. Vince was great. He, he, he stopped, I believed. Newton Barboza. Um, Yep, that's a Don't good one. Don't believe he's still active in Marvel cards. Um, yeah. Although I know Marcelo uh, Martello Ferreira came back. Martinet. 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 Oh, oh Warren Martinet. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, that Warren Martinet is a huge yeah. one for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mind Just you, so inventive. <laughs> he's, he, he did his time. My goodness, he put out a No joke. Oh, yeah, my goodness. He like there's, a, there's a lot of really, really solid See, solid and that was an artist who like... That was someone who changed it up constantly. And yes. I have mad res- and I love everything, everything, everything he, he did was amazing because he took every set as a different, mm. like you could tell, mm. like he was like, okay, this is my prompt for this yeah. set. I'm going to yeah. do this issue series. I'm going to do yeah. this. I'm going to do that. And it just, it really gave a lot of life to sketch cards. And I would argue that he's one of the big reasons why Rittenhouse sketch cards mm-hmm. are so looked after, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Cause there was that inventiveness and, and, and creativity there from a yeah. lot of artists. Yeah. And it made it really fun. So this is a good question. I'm going to, I'm enjoying this one. So thanks Chris for those. Um, Chris, you're those. a rock star. Thank you, brother. Dave Marley. Um, no relation to Bob, I don't think. Um, I'd be, uh, <laughs> one I, love. I'd be, although he is another hello, Dave. Dave, okay. uh, never gonna end. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be curious whether either of you assign more sentimental stroke personal value to pieces that you pack, pull, or trade for rather than those you purchase directly. Personally, I find that I enjoy the pieces I pull or trade for more than the ones that I purchase from eBay. For example, I guess it's part of the thrill of the hunt. There are pieces I could easily acquire, say for 5 to $10, but I don't because I feel I enjoy them more if I'm able to trade for them. Thanks for opening up the phone lines, guys. Look forward to listening. Um I, I, yeah, he's the guy who came up with the phone line. I love so, yeah, the phone I like lines. That. I a rock that. star. I love yeah, that. That's a, a good phrase. Yeah, that's really um, fun. I've never pulled. Actually, no, I have. <laughs> I think I've, uh, well, pulled. <laughs> I've, I've obviously pulled. I'm married. But no, I mean, uh, as in, I've never pulled a black cat sketch card. But then I busted a case of Dangerous Divas back in the day and I pulled one black cat sketch card and I didn't like it at all. <laughs> it very never, quickly left my possession. Yeah, I never, I've never pulled a Silver Surfer sketch card. I pulled a Silver Surfer card, which I'm really happy to say, because mm. um, I don't crack a lot of boxes or cases no, or, or no. packs. You know, I just don't because it's just, it's, it's a big, you know, I think a lot of character collectors are eBay hunters. You know yes. what I mean? Because we have to be, otherwise, you know, it, it's, it's a big gamble to bet on a box and i've opened boxes because i like the set naturally and i've had a great time Mm. but it's pretty tough to do that um i would say that for me dave it's actually a complete opposite i value more the stuff i've purchased 
been traded for only because it is such a pain in the ass to trade for anything. And especially it's such a nightmare process. Especially if people know your character. And like people have gifted me things and traded me things out of the kindness of their hearts. And those yes. pieces I love. Yes. Tommy is sending me something now, bless his heart, that he found that I was looking for. And I'm gonna make a post about it. He's super sweet for doing that. And you know, those cards I value the most, of course, but I actually prefer my like something popping up on eBay. I was the first one to find it, purchased it, and no one saw it. Bingo. That is the best feeling. And that is how I feel about that Marvel Vibranian rainbow. Yes. Yes. So that is how I feel about that because I was right place, right time, able to get them, was actively searching and ready to go as soon as they popped up. Um, And I'm, yeah, and I'm just one plate short of having everything black cat. Yeah. That came from that set. See, that's killer. Like there was, so I have two experiences. The first one was with, um, oh no, his, his name just popped out of my head. Oh my gosh. He's going to kill me. What an idiot. Um, oh, it's not Chris. What is it? Is it Chris? The guy I got the spot from, from fully Alter Spider-Man. Oh, oh Jesus. I forgot his name. Hope he doesn't get mad. I love you, brother. Um, this guy's had this spot card for a long time. And I finally came across something that he wanted. And he was like, bro, I know you've been wanting, I wanted this card for like a year. So I've been talking to this guy for like a year for this wow. spot card. No, well, I mean, most of the cards I get, I, it takes like six to eight months to finally get them. Yeah. Um, for me, I mean, I'm sure it's like that for character collectors everywhere. Um, but like it finally happened and I got something on eBay for 30 bucks, a tan, an Anthony tan Marvel oh. beginnings, Iceman. Nice for like nothing and i couldn't believe it i snagged it and i was like man this is a sick card i can't believe it and then my buddy posted something and i was like oh no way and then i hit him up and he saw it. he was like damn that's a great trade and i was like bro you can just have it and just trade me the spot and we're done and he did it and it was over and i love nice. that spot sketch card and it was no effort it was no holding anything over my head it was a very nice transaction and it was oh that's cool no, it was lovely. It was one of the best, probably one of the best trades. Uh, trades, and then Kevin Letty, who's like just a, a beautiful person to trade with and buy from. He's a beautiful man. He's he's gifted me um, <laughs> that Marvel Beginnings uh, auto that comic. You know the the breakthrough issues. Yes, yes. He gifted so, me that black so freaking one, awesome. Um, which I've been looking for for the longest time. So thank you, Kevin. Number two. Um, number two. Yeah, bizarrely enough, I'm I'm kind of the, the same in that if I um, there's a there's funny if we just mentioned him, Joe Picar. The reason his name comes to mind is because one of my favourite black cat sketches, I bid hard on eBay for, and the, just the thrill of winning that. Strangely, yes, yes, um, was was deeply deeply satisfying um, to this day, and I think that plus it's an absolutely astonic you know it's in it's in my Stunning top piece. 10 um, uh, sketches so yeah probably that um but yeah everyone's different so um i think it's um listen uh, there are pieces i could easily acquire say for five to ten dollars yeah i i I don't find there's many pieces when you're going after the the limited stuff that, that we may do yeah as once you collectors. get past a certain hurdle like yeah. i think for yeah for character collectors there's very much a hurdle I think there's different stages, which would be a funny episode to do. You know what I mean? But 
like you're like okay let me grab all the 90 stuff and yeah. then you start hitting your first roadblock block on like 96 and you're like oh shit okay i gotta wait for this <laughs> you do that and then you're Boy. like all right let me start going for the written house stuff oh here's the variant i didn't know about oh wait here's a 10 and 50 ruby that was exclusive to archive boxes and then you hit that stumble you know what i mean and there's this all these really cool like little levels you start climbing Absolutely. As you get further and further into it. Absolutely, sure. yeah. Somebody um, recently was like, if you're going to collect something, be like a character collector, do all the high-end stuff first. Yeah. And then do all, and that's pretty yeah. smart. I didn't do it like that. Yeah. I mean, I did and I didn't, you know. Yeah, I try to. I try to where I can. Um, yeah, of course. But, um, but there's been so much cat stomach stuff coming out over the last couple of years. I just, that's uh, kind of gone out the window a little bit. Um, I, wow. Okay, there's, <laughs> We're gonna, uh, yeah, there's some good questions here, and I'm, I'm slightly concerned that we're going to give them short shrift. So I'm going to go to the next one, uh, which hopefully will be a quick one. Did you want to um, do two episodes in one and we can just break this in half? I don't have the no, I, um, not to no, because I think let's do a full episode, but I think we'll do a yeah, part two of this. So part, yeah. next Sunday might actually be part two. I love it. I Should we do great. one more today? Let's do one more today. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I um, I'm going to come back. So the ones, there's a couple about the state of the market that we'll come back to. Yeah. So I'm going to do one more today and I'm tempted by does size matter? Always. And then I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> so Benjamin Craft. Um, oh, Benjamin's the best. Yeah. And I'm glad he elaborated here because he then went on and, and gave us some follow. <laughs> the next one is how thick is too thick. It's oh, yeah. Like, he really yeah. brought it down to specifics. I know, I know. Exactly. And, I, you know, my first my first comment back when he said, does size matter? I almost commented on the thing. Then I realized that they were asking it there and we're going to answer it here. It's like, you know, it's the size of the waves on the motion of the ocean. Um, and then I remembered yeah. a really- Little robot can't do shit no good i remember a really <laughs> smutty joke and i'm gonna say it oh come on <laughs> haven't we been smutty enough what do you call a man with a one inch penis lonely just in ill <laughs> <laughs> sorry folks anyway um actually really funny it i is, like it that joke really that's actually good. really good it is yeah. quite good um so yeah. um i've been then he goes on i've been spending more <laughs> sorry sorry benjamin or ben oh ben so sorry um bk bk goes on to say i've been spending more time lately with 2019 flair which is 55 points i believe uh, i think it's thinner than that i'm pretty sure it's thinner than that anyway but went back to sort some 2018 mm and I'd forgotten how thick they really are. Yeah, baby. The thickness kind of creates this feeling of added quality. But to me, the thicker cards almost start to feel like they're not even cards at all, but something uniquely their own. Have cards gotten too thick? Or if it's a welcoming trend, is it the thicker the better? Mm. Um <clears throat> I, 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 can, I can see your point there. Uh, I guess for me, I just think making it thick doesn't necessarily doesn't necessarily make it quality it adds a, f a good tactile feeling of it on there but if it's a really thick card but the art isn't up to snuff or the design of the card isn't up to snuff i think that i think that's the kicker i think if you do both at the same time then i think i think yes yeah. so I'll, I'll give an example the pmgs are beautiful and they've got they've got that thickness to them 
especially with uh, Flea Watch Spider-Man. So I think that's a case of, you know, that feels like something special. Um, yeah, I can see that. But if yeah, it's, so yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. I think the design and the art has to be there regardless of the tactile feel of the card in terms of thick or thinny, because there are tons of cards that I find awesome that are 35 point and there's wax cards that i'm like 35 point and i think they're like the best designs i couldn't give a shit less if they were yeah, thicker yeah, yeah. or thin to yeah. be honest um but for me i like thicker cards for me because i think there's like there's a heftiness to them that i yeah. enjoy quite a bit yeah. um i don't think it's necessary i'm okay with it yeah i just think that I would not value a thicker premium card more just based on those factors alone. The design and artwork has to also be there for me yep. to like buy yep. in. You know what I mean? So 100%. yeah, I don't think a lot, I don't think a lot of collectors either would, would disagree with that. I think that yeah. makes a lot of sense all around. I think um, I'll tell you what I do like. I recently got some, some um, Marvel gems. Uh, the base cards are that. Oh, those um, are great. And they're nice because they're not as thick as MM. So they're, I think they probably are around the 55 or 50 point mark. Um, and they're just nice. So they've just got, they've just got that suggestion, but they're not as thick as um, the Marvel Masterpieces or Fleer Ultra, Spider-Man or X-Men sets. Or Premiere. Yeah. Um, so uh, so I think, I think that actually works quite nicely. Um, it's not overwhelming, but it feels quality. Does that make yeah. sense? Um, but interestingly, because I go through a lot of the um, relic cards, they are by nature of what they are going to be thicker. You know, a coin card from Fleer Ultra Spider-Man has to be deep enough for the, for the coin, you know, for the for the recess. A comic cut card, you know, has to be mm. um, deep enough. Especially, I tell you, the ones that really surprise me how thick they are are the Guardians of the Galaxy relic cards. They're thicker than um, MM and Fleer Ultra Spider-Man. Um, one could only assume it's because of the thickness of the material that's being used. But yeah, a Guardians of the Galaxy card, I'm holding here a Drax uh, card, and it is almost twice the thickness of a Fleer Ultra X-Men base card. Mm. Um, well, the really big ones are the Symbiote from Fleer Ultra Spider-Man. Oh, the webbing cards. Yes. Yeah, those the manufacturing are massive. Webbing. They are bonkers, They're like aren't they? almost 200 point or something crazy. Oh, they're more than that. They're more than that. They're, they're, they're 300 they point, actually, I think that's what I it think was. they are actually the thickest ones. I'll tell you the ones that are crazy thick. And this, and, and so this is a, this is one of the ones where I think the design of it actually is the uh, Premiere 2019 had these color, color box cards. And yes. I think that was a def for me, that was definitely style over substance. Um, mm. because previously when you've done shadow boxes, there's been a kind of a nice twist on it. So one of the premier sets did it in the style. Yes. Of, it was famous paintings. So you can kind of that buy that. Great. And even if it's just a really nice shot of the character with some sort of kind of 3d you know, depth perception thing going yeah, on. 2012, 2012 yeah. did that. Yeah. And it, it felt yeah. like a animation cells. Yeah. Inside. And, it was really cool. and their shadow boxes. Oh yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the the color box ones from Premier that that was a case of it's just thick, and it's just like what's the it's just the same character like with multiple colors. No, it it's didn't just, do anything for me either. Yeah. I like the concept, but for yeah. some reason I didn't feel like the execution was like no. There was something about it that it didn't pop as much as it should have. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely makes sense. I was very underwhelmed when I got my black cat one in hand, um, but it's black cat, so what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. Um, but his second part of his question kind of actually adds a little bit 
um, into it. Um, also, it's difficult enough to not ding corners when putting thinner cards into penny sleeves. Trying to get those thicker cards into penny sleeves is a nightmare for anyone that cares about corner and edge quality. It really triggers my OCD. When it's too thick, it just <laughs> hurts putting it in. This bastard. I love dot, ben. dot, dot. Those penny oh, sleeves. Ben. Um, Some oh, of you the are best, the like, Ben's the best. Like, um, he is so funny. Um, yeah, I do. I do. I don't. What I am, what I do get very upset about is that you do have a premium product and the cards are thicker and there are more damage on those cards. When they come out of the pack. When they come out of the pack. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a horrendous, horrendous thing to do to a collector yeah. to make it a premium product and already have it damaged out of the pack. Yeah. That's a mistake. Mm. That is a definite no, no for me personally. Mm. And you know, not a lot of cards come out of the packs damaged. You know, I think a lot of people are noticing with the whole grading phenomenon, yeah. you know what I mean? When they, yeah. I'm seeing so many YouTubers yeah. unpacking wax yeah. from the nineties Marvel. And they're just like, man, and this is like, yeah. And, and, and they're not as well. But, but the thing is, yeah. cards are the same thing, you know, very rarely. I mean, I think this is cross industry industry um yeah you know very rarely does the fact that it's come out of a pack mean that it's going to be pristine and this ties into the whole great ever that will that will get into next week there's a couple of questions yeah yeah sorry i don't want to Um, no 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 but it's good but that's what i like is the fact that it's all kind of knitted together the whole experience Mm -hmm. of collecting whether you're in it to grade or or not or whether you choose to grade your own cards because they're special to you you know that, that that's something but if it's if it's come out of the pack and just because of the fact that they chose to use a thicker um, cardstock or however they do it or whether they sandwich it or how, whatever it's done with it, by virtue of that production process, it, it is is more challenging to find. Like PMGs, for example, people often go on about the fact that it's really difficult to get the modern ones in, in a high high grade because um, because of the, the because of that type of material, that shininess, just chips. It chips. It has to chip, yeah. especially with with the very nature of how it's put onto the card and how it it's just cut. Chips. And how it's cut, and that's yeah. really the truth, right? Is that, I'll, and I think that might be something with the thicker cards in terms of how they're cut, mm. and this might just be a factory issue type of thing. Like you know, the way cut, you can't cut a thin card the same way you cut a thicker card because you get that white feathering that they call, you know what I mean? And you just can't do it. So there is something up there that I think has to change on the industry, on the industry side. Um, I don't think it will change because I think it helps build into the secondary market with grading and, and then it comes back to pulling cards out of boxes. So I definitely think it's part of the system more now than it is, you know, going to change. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and I get it. I, I do get it, but I don't, like paying more money for cards that are already damaged before I even get a chance to handle them like Mm -hmm. that, that I, that is just, you know, I think something does have to change there on some, in some regard. There are QA issues. I mean, we, um, for sure. Yeah. We had talk a lot about the 1990 Marvel set and the centering and all that sort of stuff. You know, you just had an experience with, with, uh, quality. Exactly. Right? But that's what I'm saying. It's not something that's consigned to the past. The recent Marvel Annual 1920 set, which we haven't done a review of, and maybe we will, but I know you haven't had any um, in hand. I know. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. No, it's, it's fine. But um, that Marvel Annual set, 
And I think this is down to the challenges of production that Mike Phillips from Upper Deck talked about. Um, there are there have been QA issues throughout a lot of the 2020 sets. Marvel Masterpieces 2020 had it, especially on the sketch cards. Um, yep. There was a whole there was a known issue where there was clearly a machine process that that tore the bottom of sketch cards in in a certain place when they were you know sorted to be put into the packs um but for marvel annual 1920 as well as the 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 the, the decision to not foil the base cards which i think was a was a mistake uh for that product i think that the um the the cutting and the off-centering on those cards is an absolute shocker i'm absolutely amazed that they left the factory is my honest yeah, answer from what you showed me but we'll get into that we'll get into that we'll get into that, we'll get into that. Yeah, and happens. you know there's a lot of things going on right now with covid and quite a bit of things that are, are stopping people from being able to see things in person you know yeah. what i mean and still ship products so we yeah. get that but i i do think you know there's something that has to be addressed and you know i'm sure the yeah. powers that be will get into it but yeah i agree with you you know in terms yeah. of like thicker cards i don't think it i don't think it must demand a premium even though i know that's how they sell it i think it really does matter design art the set uh, structure, right? How how the set yeah. is built, the architecture. I yeah. think that's really important as well. Because yeah. most people, I mean, some of people's favorite sets are don't are not usually the premium ones. Like you know what I mean? Like if you look at ninety six mm, which is argued to be like the most sought after set, that's not really a great archetype architecture of a set. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have the base, you have gold, and then you have your double impact. You know what I yes. mean? And you have some other things in between. And it's a beautiful, simplistic set, but it's not like you don't have interesting inserts. You don't have something fun to collect. Like Marvel Legends is all about collecting the sketch cards because they're part of this tiered system. You know, there's there's a yeah. multitude of sets out there that do very interesting things with its architecture. Mm-hmm. And they don't necessarily have to be premium. No, no. I think I think closing thing for me is if you're going to do thick cards on that, make sure that the set quality and design and the art and what you're putting on the card front and back matches up to the expectation of it being a thick card. I agree. Whether it's a shadow box or whether it's a cardboard thing, you know, so hey, ho, we've got lots more questions, folks. We've probably got, uh, we've got through maybe just over half of them, uh, but there's a couple wow. that are very one-liners, but I know there'll be a big discussion thing. So you know what? This is going to be a two-parter. Two-parter. So, um so tune in same time same channel next week folks um <laughs> and you'll find out if knowing won a car at the end of this whole game show experience yeah i hope i do wait car or card because you just up the stakes i did up the stakes a bit um are you familiar with a british british sketch show called um game show called bullseye no you may or may not have heard of it so it was made in the 80s so I'm going back a bit Uh-oh. now. And the host was Jim Bowen, who's sadly left this mortal coil. Um, and he used to go, he used to, and it was based around darts. Interesting. You know, yeah, and it was, it, was a whole, it was a game show based around skill at darts, about whether you could <laughs> throw certain things. And, um, oh, I just saw Meet the Richardsons, and there's a moment in the intro where John Richardson is like, throwing darts on rollerblades and he's serving drinks in his underwear or something like that. And he falls. Is that part of the game show? 
No, I've got no idea what you're talking about. You know, I'm so tired of this shit. I want everybody to <laughs> know this. Heard of me, the Richardsons. I, watch... I don't know who John Richardson is. <laughs> yes, you do. Screw you. Yes, you do. Eight you out of ten countdowns. Well, I mean, yeah, because that's really obscure. Okay, so eight out of ten cats. We don't countdown. Watch no, we don't. Watch oh, that. you don't watch that. You're no, too good for no. that. No, Ian's no, no, too no. posh for that. No, no, using no, a little bit no. of a British term because Jimmy Carr's on it, and Jimmy Carr is quite frankly a cunt. So we don't. Watch okay. It. Yeah. So we. Okay. I yeah. see. I'll be I bleeping see. that. Trust me. If if, if you live in the UK, that. if you live in the UK, you'll understand why Jimmy Carr hate is a real thing because <laughs> he's just. Uh, uh, Anyway, Jim Bowen always used to say, lovely super smashing, or something like that in his regional accent. This, this is, uh, I've, I've, lost, I've lost all enthusiasm for telling the rest of the story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I would have understood most of the no, story. I will put but audio. S- send me, send me like a YouTube link. For Jim the, Bowen um... will be after the end credits of this episode, folks. Okay. Yes, you then will hear will. Jim Bowen. Yes. There it is. Okay, fact, decisions made. May, you know what? Before we go to the after credits, okay. I am very, very quickly going to find... Hang on a second. Let's find the bullseye. Theme. Oh, man. For Maybe they have the episodes up. I'm happy to watch them. But bullseye... Uh, no, you'll get, you'll get like five seconds. Oh, this is... Bullseye, and you'll be like, this is properly... This is properly old school English. This was in the 80s? Yeah. 1981 it started. Okay, 1981. All right, that makes more sense. I mean, it's fun. It's seconds of that. It's fun. Yeah, it is fun. It is fun. I like it. Cultural touchstone. Like Baton past. All right, Noren. Let's do this again next week. <laughs> All right, buddy. Enjoy collecting. Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors podcast. Visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our Facebook page. You can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Please take a second to subscribe, like, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Our podcast can be found by Googling at the MCC pod, which will also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Our Facebook community is at MCCW, Marvel Card Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time. And remember, it's a small hobby, but a fun one. Make mine Marvel and enjoy collecting. Now then, lads. You've got £505 anyway, so it's been worth you coming to see us, hasn't it? Dave Lee's charity money, 288 That's off to the Marsden Hospital at the end of the programme. It's your prizes, and you've got a nice selection there, but it's your decision. The prizes we want to ask you to gamble against tonight's star prize, which is hiding behind Bully. 101 or more with six darts. Three for Tell, and then three for You Can. Now, I know you're good players. The board does get small at this stage in the game, as you know. Can you handle the pressure? You've got the time it takes the board to revolve to tell me what you want to do. Do talk about it, because you're gambling some lovely prizes. Audience, tell them, would you have a pop at this? Come on. Come on. What do you think? What do you think? Wow, is everyone looking at the screen? Right, now then. 
At the end of the day, please, gentlemen, tell me what you'd like to do. Well, we've had a great day today, Jim. We'd like to take the prizes. Yeah. You're going to take the prizes? Well, £505. All right, you share that afterwards. The bendy bullies are there. They're worth more than Vinny's bullish bully star prize, you know. They're brilliant, those, aren't they? With the darts, of course. Your prizes we'll send on to you afterwards. I know you've got an armful of prizes there. Thanks for playing. You've been super. Hey, a privilege to meet you both, Thanks, honestly. Take your tankards and your money and your bullies and your prizes we'll do afterwards. All right. That way you go, boys. Through there. Give them an hour. Well done, boys. Well, now, are we going to be in the situation we were last week? Let's have a look at it. Martin and Kevin with £410. It is a decision they've got to think about. Martin and Kevin. Come on, boys. Here you go. <laughs> what do you think, lads? Well, I'm the treasurer of several societies, Jim, and as all my members know, once the money's in my hand, yes. it never comes out again. <laughs> so we're checking the money and we're running. My share in Brill. better too, though, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Give it mine. You. Off you go. £230. Are they going to keep that? Have we, is it going to happen? We don't know. Harry and Ernie, in you come with your £230. Come on, lads. <laughs> this side, Harry. This side, Harry. There's a fella. Let's stand up like soldiers. Regiment to the, gentlemen to the last. 230 quid. It's a lot of money to two juries, that, isn't it? Well, you're not juries, but nearly. Nearly. Really? What are you going to do? We're going to keep it for We've had a good day, Jim. We're, We're going to rest on our laurels. You're keeping the two hundred and thirty pounds. Yes. Well, pleasure. Well, then, listen. It's your, you've earned the right to choose, and it's the first time it's ever happened on Bulls. I have got to tell you that in seven series. Let's see if you would be really disappointed if you have a look at what you would have won. Have a look at what tonight's star prize was. Now that's a superb dining suite. It's you. There's some silver-plated cookery. There's porcelain there. There's a superb dresser and table and chairs. Have you both got one at home? I've got one. Oh, you haven't got one, but you're not too bothered about that. Might have taste me to get married. It might have taught you to get married, but perhaps didn't want that, did you? <laughs> All right, never mind. You've been brilliant, and what a lovely night we've had together, haven't we? We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have at home. We've had six superb people on this show. First time it's ever happened. What are you going to talk about tonight in the pub when you go down and have a drink? Thanks to Dave Lee, two hundred and eighty-eight pounds. God bless you. Watch us next week on Bullseye. Can't be to be the bully. Bye. Give them away.